Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. It's Jack Rico, and thank you for listening to the Highly Relevant Podcast. It is episode 70, and on this week's episode... We're talking this new trend of U.S. Latino pop singers who are now all of a sudden singing in Spanish. And I'm referring to two songs in particular. It's Miguel's Skywalker. And Tell Me You Love Me from Demi Lovato, who also put out a Spanglish version and a now a Spanish version. Is this a money-grabbing scheme? That the record labels and the artists themselves go, hey, listen, why don't we grab a new audience? Is it so hardcore business? Or is this a truly genuine rediscovery of their roots, especially language? And so since I want to just open that box and start talking about it, I decided to get on the phone with Isabela Raigosa. She's a music journalist who has written many articles and reviews for Rolling Stone magazine Apple, Remezcla, her and I did, uh, I think I believe it was episode 42, we did a whole album review of Romeo Santos's Golden, still one of the most downloaded episodes we've done, so uh, Isabela, thank you so much for being on the show, what do you, what do you, th- <laughs> what do you make of these two songs and uh, these two artists singing in Spanish now? I mean, I feel the same way about you. Uh, when I listened to the song at first, I mean, it was, a, you know, with the uh, Demi Lovato version, it was a bit jarring to yeah, uh, right? see that s- such a massive song with insane amount of, like, popularity and, like, YouTube views, like, 92 million. Why wouldn't her team pay for her to have, like, a phonetic, like, class or something, you know? Exactly. It felt de- detached. Yeah. Did you hear the uh, Miguel Skywalker Spanish version? I did, and the only difference between uh, uh, Demi Lovato and Miguel's version, in my opinion, is that because uh, Miguel uh, delivers in a deadpan way, mm-hmm. it's slightly more passable. But at the same time, you can tell that he has no understanding of what he's actually saying in right. the words. And 
therefore the emotion gets not doesn't get conveyed exactly like the interpretation of the song is a bit lost especially with both of them and i think that's something really key that you just mentioned that i've noticed amongst both and and we'll talk a little bit more about that but there's this notion of latinos and u.s latinos and hispanic americans or latinos born in the united states that identify more Mm -hmm. as americans more than anything and let's be honest there is a cultural difference and it's mainly language not so much identity uh, or looks, but it's more in the way you behave and the way you identify. It's, you know, Mexican-Americans from L.A. and Mexicans from mm-hmm. Mexico. You know, they're different. Mm-hmm. They really are. Very, And very. Mexicans don't necessarily like Mexican-Americans, you know, uh, and vice versa. So for me, when I saw, when I heard these guys, the first thing that popped into my head was, why are they singing in Spanish? What is your immediate reaction of why, especially these two in this particular week, decided to kind of bust out the Spanish and try to reach out to the Latino audience? You know, especially given their like massive caliber in like mainstream U.S. popularity, um, I feel that they felt slightly like more entitled to do that because one, they both have uh, a father who has a Mexican uh, descent. So they have that as well, like, you know, I, I guess uh, ethnically. Right. M- um, Miguel but, is from, his father's Mexican, and Demi Lovato's, uh-huh. I think, either mother or father is Mexican too, right? Yeah. Sometimes, even though, like, there are a lot of uh, people living here with, like, the Latin ancestry, they don't pertain to the culture necessarily because, one, like, they don't identify with the language. To you know the the specific traditions that you know they differentiate, but like the reason why I feel that they perhaps felt like it was like a good move was more of a business move. Um, Damn it! Especially given the success of the Latin music explosion of last year and Despacito and etc. And they felt like they needed a target with that growing, exponentially growing Spanish-speaking audience. And that's that's where this conversation really kicks in. It's more like me venting about because I knew. I had a feeling that 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 wasn't (laughs) something only that I felt, but that other people kind of shared in that same vibe, which was, guys, are you guys really doing this to sort of reclaim some sort of cultural roots, you know, or was it a curiosity? Conveniently. Yeah, conveniently. And let's put it out, you know, into songs. Um, You know, there's something phony about all this. There is something phony about mm-hmm. U.S. Hispanics trying to be Latin, Latin, Latin American, you know, Spanish language, yeah. Latin American. And yeah. it, 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 it's you never really truly cared to tour Latin America before. You never really mm-hmm. collaborated with Spanish language artists before. Uh, you never identified yourself as Latino before unless, uh, unless somebody asked you whether you were Hispanic or not. I think that for if you really want to be a Latino or be identified as there needs to be some sort of criteria. And we have to Uh come to that point because everybody can't have an opinion of whether you're Latino or not. There needs to be some factual stances here where A, you know, if people in Espanol or Latina magazine or all of USA are going to put you on the cover of a magazine you can't bust out that my great grandmother was, you know, Puerto Rican. Yeah, you, you can't do I that. Totally agree. Because you're not I totally agree. right. You have to have like a criteria A, 
you have to have identified as a Latino from the get. Like there need, there needs to be some sort of documentation that says, you know, I've done interviews since the age of five where I've considered myself Mexican. Uh, B, you need to have somehow spoken the language, shown that you are proud of that Hispanic heritage from wherever mm-hmm. you may be. Uh, songs from like your first album where you've included Spanish, um, things like that, that that allow a Hispanic media outlet to kind of fully say, mm-hmm. no, there's no question, that dude is Latino. There's that yeah. other point of view, which is like, look, I can be as American as I want to and I'm still Latino whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, but you know what? You really identify more as an American and so you kind of belong more to the American culture than you are. They're just riding the wave of you know the success and popularity and they're using that to their own advantage and it definitely does feel inauthentic, like you say, because they're uh they never identify themselves, they never related to their, their their Latin side. And like suddenly when there's this like massive like, you know, growth uh in terms of just this this Latin presence, like now you wanna like do <laughs> like swiftly like cross over like that. Like please, you know, like Come on, like you can spot a, a fake immediately. Listen, and uh, I get the Miguel thing. Miguel was invited to sing uh, a part of "Remember Me" from the Coco movie, along with mm, Natalia Lafourcade. Mm-hmm. He was in the music video. He yeah. performed at the Oscars. The song was yeah. a hit, uh, mm-hmm. and they started asking him about the movie, and that's where his heritage came in. I think Hot ninety seven kind of did an interview with him where he said he was Mexican. And you could tell that now he was really embracing it. And look, I'm not going to knock Miguel for trying to become familiar with his roots. Because I think yeah. that there's a part of these Latinos that never really want to identify as Latinos in any way, right? Especially the, the ones born here and that have mm-hmm. sort of made up their whole culture socially uh, with the American vibe, right? You can hear it in their accent. They just sound really American white. Uh, or black, yeah. and all of a sudden, there's a, like a light bulb that kicks in. Hey, you know, it's kind of cool to be Mexican, to embrace Mexicanness. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Despacito. Thank you, Jay Balvin. Thank you, all these guys that aren't Mexican, but you know, they're they're Latino, and to embrace those mm-hmm. Latino circles, all of a sudden becomes acceptable, right? And I think that they might have been growing up going, "Yo, man, I don't want to." identify as Latino because we know the negative connotations that come with that in America. And again, these are just assumptions, Isabella. But I think that they were ashamed of maybe their Hispanic heritage at one point. And now they feel like they can come out uh, and reclaim something that they maybe wanted to do when they were younger, uh, but they never had the chance to. And now they can. And what's coming out is something a little awkward. And you and it yeah, manifests I, itself in the music. Yeah, and I think with the case of Demi Lovato, like she's always been like a manufactured pop star, and even like you know just being in the Disney show. So I don't know how much control she has of her own personal artistic direction and image. So if she you know wants to like, uh, she did like fairly did do a song with Luis Fonsi, um, Ed- Echame la culpa, uh-huh. and it actually like I was listening to that song. The, the Spanish sounded a little better and perhaps it could have been Luis Fonsi's influence and vibe and like she kind of tapped into it because you know when you hang out with somebody you sort of start speaking absolutely in their same tone. yes phonetically you get you, you you know when I hang out with Colombians the Colombian accent comes out yeah you can't help it yeah 
And when I go back home and I hang out with my Chicano family, I start speaking more Chicana, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it switches. Or when I go to Mexico, then I start speaking totally like, you know, Mexican. Uh-huh. But it, it, and I think there's a lot of influence there. Um, but a point that you were bringing up earlier, and uh, I did want to uh, uh, bring back uh, Selena. You know, like she didn't speak any Spanish and she was singing in English. I mean, sorry, vice versa. She didn't speak any Spanish and she was she was singing in Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and like, but with her, like, e- even I, I just watched the movie at the at the BAM. At oh, the okay. Brooklyn Academy. I mean, I've Wait, what movie, movie is this? The Selena? So, oh, with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, with, uh, with Jennifer Lopez. It's a classic from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were doing a Chicano uh, film uh, festival there. And even then, like, I mean, and this is how the story does go that. Uh, she broke out in Texas because Texas has their own particular Tex-Mex group. They're not Mexican, they're not American, but they're Tex-Mex, mm-hmm. right? It's in its own culture. And when she went to go tour in Mexico, uh, her father was very wary about it because she doesn't, she didn't know how to speak Spanish, but she sings in Spanish. So they're like, you know what? That Mexican media is going to tear you apart. If you don't speak right, you got to be way more Mexican than the Mexicans. You got to be way more American than the Americans. And you got to be like 200% and you know what? In in her case, it was like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, sometimes language, we do grow up in a certain region and we cannot help that we, it's not somebody's fault that they don't know Spanish, even though they're Latin. Because I have a lot of friends in LA who are totally Latino who don't really speak Spanish, yeah. you know, and, but they still identify with the culture. They still know about the food. They know about, you know, like the, the religion, like they're Catholic, you know, everything that kind of associates with that particular culture. And like, that's totally acceptable. I mean, language is like, you know, it doesn't define your identity, but it definitely reinforces it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, w- when it comes to artists that have never sang or have not been in the business within the Latin music industry to all of a sudden enter it, it seems phony. Guys, let's remember Jennifer Lopez, who broke out yeah. in the scene as a American artist, okay? Singing in English with an urban Latin vibe, but mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. fully embracing Spanish language music in any way. She always said she was Puerto Rican. Yes, that was kind of cool, you know, because you're from New York. It's it's kind of like Jenny oh, from the Bronx. Jenny from the Don't Bronx. Let's not forget. <laughs> but when you met Mark Anthony, come on, we all know what happened. You ended up busting out a Spanish language album that went nowhere. You know why? Because no one bought it. Quizás me apresurado avisar sin ver los pasos a dejar que las heridas as much effort as I give a superstar for trying to do that, you got to mm-hmm. understand you're competing with every single other artist in the Spanish language music industry that speaks it natively. And she had two things going for her. She made Selena and that was her breakout role before she declared herself a singer. And she like charmed the hell out of everybody with that role. And that was like, you know, a, a Tejana who sang in. Basically, she felt like she can weasel her way into yes. it because that was exactly Selena's like point that she sings in Spanish, but she doesn't speak it. So she thought that she was actually like the Selena, but Jennifer Lopez. Right. right. So I, I, I never felt I'm, I'm with you with that. Like, I never really felt authentic either. And listen, I, th- I think she's been getting better to the point that when this second album drops, 
now I can probably feel that it's more authentic than the first go around. It, it has a journey in Latin, in, in, in sort of like her Latin roots discovery, the discovery of her Latin roots in the last several years where the first album felt just random out of nowhere. This one, you feel like she's performed at the Premios Billboard. She's performed at the Latin Grammy. She's performed. She's done. She's done a lot of collabs, a lot of reggaetoneros. So mm -hmm. uh, she was part of the World Cup, I think, uh, theme song with Pitbull. So you could tell that she's embraced it from that first album all the way to now. Yeah. Uh, because of her kids, you know, now Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Like that's part of her DNA now where it wasn't so prevalent before. Mm -hmm. um, and it brings me back to like Becky G, right? Um, all these people that have, hey, you know, let me sing in Spanish. It's like, well, why didn't you start singing in Spanish from the get? Mm -hmm. Then, we, you know, there was that tear of in sync when they were singing in Spanish. Backstreet Boys, remember Beyonce dropped the Spanish language album. I mean, well, even just now with uh, uh, J Balvin, she sings in Spanish. She sings in Spanish, right? But yeah. it's, it's interesting, you know, Beyonce really really got the accent down i don't know how she pulled that off fanatics teachers i mean that, i did an interview with her you, oh you did okay yeah and we spoke about that first spanish you know everybody thought she was dominican what <laughs> wow yeah yeah totally it was it. yeah everyone thought it's like wait a minute is she really dominican and we didn't know about that because her spanish was so good but on that album she can actually like hold her phrases when you spoken to her i don't know if you or just the she just like knew the phonetics yeah like for example album. like i think she knew the phonetics of the album but when i interviewed her and i said hey why don't you say a couple of spanish words she got it on point so some people just have a better diction mm -hmm. better pronunciation of other languages that other people don't and i don't necessarily think they come through on the miguel song skywalker tell me you love me from demi lovato uh as authentic um and it's interesting because i was looking i was doing some research nat king cole sang in spanish mm -hmm. elvis presley sang in spanish yeah. i mean Edie gourmet sang in spanish i mean we're going all the way back it was really where popular back then for artists to do that like i mean christina aguilera did too i think she also has like what ecuadorian that's ancestry. right um uh -huh. and even like the beatles what they sang in german julio iglesias sang in italian like you know there's all these people that try to like cross over to, to a certain market where they will like uh, and i don't blame that it's great to share the music that they created in english and other languages so that they can also take you know part of that but what seems really interesting i think that the business of singing in spanish today from american latinos mm -hmm towards a Latin American audience that identify more as Latino first, American second, mm -hmm. is really interesting. For example, you know, one of the big questions that kept on coming up in my head over and over again is, um, will Latinos buy that these big artists in the mainstream market that are Hispanic American, U.S. Latinos, will they buy this music in Spanish? Will it be number one on the on the records? Will they be, you know, selling massive amounts of discs? So, for example, I just saw Demi, uh, for example, Skywalker from Miguel mm -hmm. only on Spotify. You know, I know it came out yesterday, mm -hmm. but it only has 51,000 plays. You know, around the same time, Demi Lovato's uh, Tell Me You Love Me is... 3,520 plays from that Spanish version. 
I saw so that's just hard. Dropped a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it just dropped a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, it, it's interesting to know business wise if she's making many money off of these Spanish yeah. versions because if she is, then she's probably going to put out a, a a full album. But I need to see more. Mm-hmm. Than just you singing in Spanish and then moving on with your life. To me, it would have been a bit more, I guess, like uh, acceptable if she would have actually made an entire brand new song and not translated a hit already, a viral hit into Spanish. I know I, I get the business side of it, the financial strategic marketing side of that, because that song already carries a lot of weight. Uh, the original English version, and then just to do it in Spanish. Oh, you know, it's like, an, it just felt very rushed to me. Like, they just did that with a the quickness. They didn't, like, take their time to actually craft a brand new, you know, original Spanish language song, which actually right. would have been a bit, like, you know, it would have it would have had more meaning. Like, oh, look at this, you know, this artist, she's trying to, like, discover her Latinidad and, you know, and then that, that and that's great because, I mean, we also have to understand that, like, like the mainstream Latin press loves when uh, a, a mainstream pop star re- tries to reclaim in the in the most insignificant way their Latin heritage. Don't like bring out these listicles like fifteen like uh, celebrities you didn't know are Latino. Five percent, <laughs> like you know, like what can they get away with that? Why? So, do you think that this new trend of U.S. Latino singers singing in Spanish works? Yes and no. Um, I feel that it works if you, if your heart is truly there and you are very like open to d- uh, self-discovering yourself and getting to know this particular audience. Because uh, essentially, a, a, an artist is only there because of their of their fans, because of their followers, and and you you need to deliver to them. You don't just do it for you, 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 like all, like, I mean, I know it's like ego, egocentric situation sometimes when you already acquire like a certain amount of fame, but you, you gotta be real to the people because when you're charming and you really connect with your fan base and you really understand who, who your fans are, like, it's like, say, who, who's your target, you know, uh, demographic. If you know, if you understand that and if you're crafting something for them, then yeah. Yeah, it's like these brand fans, you know, like they've already been looked over for their particular traits that fit with your own personality. But when you diverge from that and you go into a new target audience, that's where things get really complicated. And I have to tell you, the Miami audience, Mm. I don't necessarily know if they're Demi Lovato fans. I think they're more, you know, Bad Bunny, you know, Mm -hmm, uh, type mm -hmm. of fans, Jam. And I don't, you know, that's the thing. It's I don't know. If the reggaetonero listeners, the purists, mm-hmm. you know, the ones yeah. that go to the nightclubs and wait for that reggaeton jam to come out so they can dance, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will buy into a Demi Lovato. These three million I so. plays. I don't I, think so. I think yeah, it's right? a different audience. I definitely do not think so. Like, I, unless if she does a trap, a Latin trap with Bad Bunny, maybe. But then, but then, know? but then, how, 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 how convincing is that that she's doing trap all of a sudden when she had never done any hip hop trap? If, you know, that's the stuff that I really question. You know, and the other thing I question and, and I ask you is, do you think that their U.S. fame can translate and convince Latino listeners? that their accent is acceptable enough for them to be Latina now? I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, when you did point out that market, I totally understand that urban Latino reggaeton market. Uh, and, and that's very different because I feel like, one, it's it's very popular already. It's not a small niche. So they're already, like, taking pride. They're not trying to, you know, 
uh, uh, follow you know some like the mainstream it's like you know what like this is who we are this is our sound and for her to cross over to that market i i think she's pop like pop like that kind of pop cat is is totally different than like urban music yeah so no no they're two different besides the language they're two different like populations as well and, and like two and, different styles exactly and then the last thing i kind of wanted to talk to you about is 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 how how do you interpret when you know a pop artist that's Hispanic and that, you know, we, we refer to them like Bruno Mars. A lot of people as of late, including me, uh, have been, you know, calling Bruno Mars Latino. Right. And we've been calling him Puerto Rican. Oh, you know, he has some Puerto Rican blood. So he's Latino. And I've caught myself like saying it and I feel phony about it, too. I feel mm-hmm. really phony saying that Bruno Mars is Latino when he's really yeah. like a hundred different types of like a, ethnicities and cultures. I think he's mm-hmm. like Hawaiian and yeah. you know, all this other stuff. So I go, you know, the dudes, I don't think he's ever really identified as Latino unless he's been asked. I know Latina did like a cover with him or a big spread mm-hmm. with him where he yeah. started talking about that. I go, dude, outside of that magazine, you know, when do you talk about your Hispanic heritage and can I truly kind of do that? So for you, when and, you listen to someone that's U.S. Hispanic, a U.S. Hispanic pop star singing Spanish and you listen to their accent, do you buy it? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't support them immediately. And that's where I fault the, the, the mainstream press by what you just talked about, Bruno Mars, because they're, they're trying to like get the get the buys, get the views, get the clicks. And I think that even even when I was working at Remescla and then like somebody said, oh, Kid Cody has Latin in him. Let me just feature, you know, and I was like, hell no, dude. Like I'm the editor and that dude is not doing something Latin because he has like 5%. I don't even know what the percentage is, but like, because if you, if your aesthetic doesn't embody it, it's, it's about style, you know, it's not about like what you have in your blood. I mean, if, if you want to like, if you if you're part of that and you want to convey it and you want to project it in a way that is like you know real, it, it, it's it's all about the question of authenticity in the end. And I don't think that I'm not I'm not gonna follow somebody if I think they're fake or phony. I, I like I like authenticity in what I in exactly in, in in the music that I choose to listen to. So like realness. So what? Okay, why don't you give me a criteria of what makes an artist Hispanic that won't feel phony? First of all, you got to know your history and you got to respect who came before you. Like if you're going to follow a certain type of, of, of rhythm and that, that has some Latin influences, like know who did it first, know where it comes from. You know, um, uh, if you're going to sing in Spanish, then you know what? Maybe you should try to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree. And maybe make an effort. You know, if you don't know how to learn, you, you go travel in Latin America. Like, you know, uh, when you are on stage, mess up on your Spanish but if you're still authentically trying it's gonna be charming so you know and also like just to like every style is different like you know like every sound is like oh that's a Latin rhythm right there oh oh, you know that's they, they, they these are these influences so if somebody wants to reclaim that Latinidad then they're gonna have to project it with their actions mm-hmm. like and with what they choose to you know associate themselves with like also uh, show love for the for the ones that did it first, like right. you know. 
Right. And kind of live that life a little bit, man. Show us that yeah. you've lived it, that you embrace it, that that, you know, you don't do this only when the cameras are on. Well, you want to be part yep. of this Latin thing? Well, let, you know, kind of let's let's do a little search cavity here on your music. I, you know, cultural you're identity have to work for it. Yeah. It's like it's not going to be just handed to you like that just because maybe your career is in is in a certain level, but you're going to have to work for it and, and earn it. Like you got to earn it. You got to integrate yourself into it. Absolutely. You, if you, if you want to discover your roots, go maybe maybe go to Mexico. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe spend like like I mean like I I but me growing up like I'm I'm uh, Mexican American. Um, I ended up going to Mexico and I lived there for two years because one I wanted to be more connected with you know my my ancestry in that way, right? And I just did right. it just to learn about it, you know. So like if and and somebody who kind of does those kind of actions, like I I, I admire, like you know what, like they, this person that definitely maybe didn't grow up in this particular you know latin you know city or village but like if they're making an effort to learn about that then it's going to come across as you know what yeah they're on a quest and 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 there will be acceptance and and we're gonna appreciate and you know what like you're gonna win over you know another audience and it's what's bad with having three types or four types of different audiences you know you, you already won over the mainstream pop market the Latin uh, market is exponentially getting bigger and bigger. Hey, you know what? But you got to do it the right way. You got to do it with, you know, feeling. Absolutely. Because, you know, if for some reason it works better when you're Spanish language singer like Shakira. Uh, even Juanes, mm-hmm. as of late, started putting out uh, English language. And, mm-hmm. and for some reason, the, 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 the translation from Spanish over to English artists Mm-hmm. sounds more genuine i think because we hear the accents we understand the challenges of doing that but it's yeah. an evo- it's a, it's an evolutionary step because you yeah. know that the peak of the music industry for global success and fame is english so at some point yeah. you have to kind of work your way to it but when you're already at the peak and you're coming down right uh, mm-hmm. In terms of the money and fame that just Spanish language can give you compared to these American global artists, um, that's when it feels a little bit hard to swallow. What is the agenda behind it? Are you doing it because your career is declining? Sort of mm-hmm. how I felt that Jennifer Lopez is doing her first Spanish language album. Um, you know, it, it's it's that part that just it's says... Yeah, man, it's shady, girl. It's shady. For real. <laughs> like, it is you, so like, shady. You raise your eyebrow, you cross, you, you cross your arms, and you're like, hmm, what's going on over here? Like that know? little like, emoji. <laughs> where he's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> where he's just kind of looking up going, hmm, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it trustworthy? No. Exactly. But like... It's different with like you know Shakira and Juanes like doing English songs because like one in Latin America you you grew up listening to a lot of English songs already it's already like right it it already happened you know like everyone's listening to like the Beatles you know everybody want, like even rock and roll everybody wanted to sound like the Beatles or Elvis right like, when yeah because when you're in high school you're already singing U two songs to your friends you know mm-hmm. when you're at like a party and the English language song comes out everybody's like yeah. And they're singing it all together with a broken English, you know, accent. It's fun. But when it's the other way around, it is so awkward. Like, there is no party. Well, maybe now with Despacito where a bunch of white girls, you know, are getting together in their L.A. homes at the O.C. And Despacito <laughs> comes on and they're all like with their, you know, Bentleys outside going, 
Despacito. And then they kind of, oh, man. there's like something degrading about that. So it is weird. And I kind of just wanted to tackle the subject and uh, and kind of get your thoughts because I do think that this might become a little bit more prominent as we go on through 2018. I think a lot mm-hmm. more U.S. Latino pop singers are going to start reclaiming their Latin roots because that's where the money's at. That's where the trend's at. It's in vogue. Um, that's where mm-hmm. sort of the music industry is headed to. If Beyonce's doing with J Balvin, then why can't I, who mm-hmm. I am more Latino than Beyonce is? Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it. Mm-hmm. But you got to do it authentically. And that, not everybody can do. So, Isabella Regosa, thank you so much for being on the show. She's a music journalist. Hey, if anybody wants to drop down some sort of comments, um, where can they reach you at? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I have a portfolio, just IsabellaRegosa.com, and all my writings are there. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on our iTunes page. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.